Good morning. Welcome to the Marketing Minutes Podcast. My name is Patrick Laffin, and today is Friday, September 23rd, 2022. All right. So let's get started by taking a look back at performance from yesterday. The NASDAQ finished down 1.37%. The S&P 500 finished down 0.84%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average finished down 0.35%. And lastly, the Russell 2000 ended the day down 2.26%. In terms of sector performance, the best performing sectors yesterday were healthcare and communication services. Healthcare finished up 0.51%, followed by communication services, which ended the day up 0.06%. The worst performing sectors yesterday were consumer discretionary and financials. Consumer discretionary finished down 2.16%, followed by financials, which ended the day down 1.66%. The market finished lower yesterday for the third straight session in a row as investors increasingly fear that the Fed will push the economy into a recession as it attempts to curb rising inflation. But before we get into all the excitement from the trading session yesterday, the morning started with the release of some economic data. The Labor Department reported that initial claims increased by 5,000 to 213,000 for the week ending September 17th. Meanwhile, continuing claims for the week ending September 10th decreased by 22,000 to 1.379 million. Now, the key takeaway from this report is that the low level of initial claims, which is a leading indicator, will serve as a basis for the Fed to maintain an aggressive stance on rate hikes because the Fed sees a softening in the labor market as a necessary ingredient in helping to bring inflation back down to its 2% target. And while the initial claims data is seen by many economists as the most important and timely look into the economy's health, the release likely had little to no impact on performance yesterday. Rather, performance yesterday was once again driven by the Fed, as market participants continued to digest the latest moves by the central bank on Wednesday. And just to recap Wednesday really quick, the Fed announced its third consecutive 75 basis point rate hike which puts the Fed funds rate at 3 to 3.25%, which is the highest it's been in more than 14 years. But more shocking to investors was that the Fed said it would stay aggressive, and the economic projections showed that the Fed's target policy rate is now at its highest level since 2008, coming in in a range of 4.25% to 4.5% by the end of the year and ending 2023 at a 4.5% to 4.75% range. So entering the day on Wednesday, investors had been hoping for some clarity on the Fed's approach long term. And that is exactly what we got. But that's not to say that the market rejoiced at the clarity from the Fed. In fact, the announcement triggered a volatile afternoon on Wednesday, and that volatility stayed with us throughout the session yesterday. Now, when looking at the performance and price action across the market yesterday, it's obvious that there was an overall negative disposition, almost a sentiment hangover from the previous session. But to make a bad situation even worse, yesterday, before the market opened, rate hikes were announced by the Bank of England, the Norwegian Central Bank, the Bank of Indonesia, and the Swiss National Bank. And the effects of those announcements were really twofold in terms of investor sentiment. First, they served as yet another reminder to market participants that inflation is prevalent across the globe, 
and that global growth is almost guaranteed to slow down moving forward, which is obviously not good. But more directly, it added to the selling pressure in the treasury market, driving treasury yields even higher. But adding to the volatility and overall negative sentiment floating around out there is the fact that many investors and market participants are starting to believe that perhaps the Fed's aggressive campaign to cool inflation is a case of the central bank trying to do too much too late. Double Line CEO Jeff Gunlatch, also known as the Bond King, spoke about this yesterday on CNBC, stating, quote, the Fed should have done more earlier. I think the Fed should be slowing down on these rate hikes, but because of their actions, I think the odds of a recession in 2023 are very high. I mean, I would put them at 75%, end quote. And it was that belief among investors that the Fed is likely to drive the market into a recession with their aggressive approach that led to yet another day of volatility yesterday. Overall, there wasn't any concentrated buying interest on a broad level. And that was evident in the advanced decline line that favored decliners by a better than 4 to 1 margin on the New York Stock Exchange and a better than 3 to 1 margin on the NASDAQ. And by the end of the day, there were just two sectors showing gains, healthcare and communication services. Meanwhile, the consumer discretionary sector led the losers, underperforming as worries about rate hikes and a slowdown in discretionary spending hit home for the sector. Other notable sector stragglers included financials, industrials, and materials. Now, the only positive note on the day was that the market attempted a late-day rally after trading in a somewhat narrow and negative range for the whole session. However, that push was unable to sustain through the close thanks to a rush of selling in the final 10 minutes, which left the major indices at their lowest level of the day at the closing bell. Hopefully, the market can shake the volatility today and end the week on a strong note, but regardless of what happens, as always, I'll be sure to keep you updated. Moving on to headlines, we spoke on yesterday's show about Vladimir Putin's decision to call up 300,000 reservists for the struggling invasion of Ukraine. However, yesterday, more details emerged regarding this announcement, and it apparently did not go over well with many people in Russia. Yesterday, over 1,300 people were arrested in various cities after protests broke out following the announcement. And last night, over 1,000 people were detained in Moscow as large crowds took to the streets chanting, send Putin to the trenches. Now, while all this was going on over the past 24 to 48 hours, prices for flights out of Russia surged before completely selling out. And social media has been full of images of people lining up at border crossings to flee the country. And the failures of Russia and Ukraine have emboldened a small but growing number of dissidents to speak out, with over 40 elected authorities having signed a petition calling for Putin's resignation. On Wednesday, a Russian pop star condemned the conflict and Putin to her 3.4 million Instagram followers. But it's not just the people of Russia that are starting to grow weary of Putin. During a face-to-face -face meeting last week with Xi Jinping, China's leader, Putin acknowledged that China had questions and concerns about the war, suggesting that Russia's most important global ally has grown less comfortable with the war. So not good news for Russia. Elsewhere, CVS and Walmart have agreed to pay $147.5 million to settle West Virginia's claims over their alleged roles in the state's opioid crisis. So CVS agreed to pay $82.5 million and Walmart agreed to pay approximately $65 million. 
This comes as the state has accused the pharmacy chains of fueling the deadly opioid epidemic through their allegedly lax oversight of prescription pills sold within the state. And West Virginia has been particularly hard hit by the epidemic, with a per capita opioid mortality rate over three times the national average in 2020. So sad story there. Speaking of sad stories, rescue efforts are underway after around 230 pilot whales washed ashore on Tasmania's western coast, and half of them are believed to still be alive. Now, the enormous stranding occurred only days after 14 sperm whales were discovered beached on an island just off the coast of Tasmania, and exactly two years after one of the greatest mass strandings in human history, in which 470 pilot whales stranded themselves on Tasmanian coasts. Now, scientists aren't sure why this is happening, but the matching time, location, and whale species might point to a common environmental reason. But whales and other ocean mammals stranding themselves is not a new phenomenon, as scientists have found evidence of mass strandings dating between 6 and 9 million years old. And given this long history, it's unclear if these events have actually become more frequent as of late or if they're simply easier to spot in an interconnected world. So hopefully the stranded pilot whales can be saved before it's too late. But after the bleak headline segment today, I think we could all use a little good news. According to new reports, scientists predict that the hole in the ozone layer will close in the next 50 years. Levels of chemical emissions have fallen and continue to fall, which has led scientists at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, who monitor the ozone hole, to conclude that its days are numbered. So some good news there. And we'll end today, as we always do, by taking a look back at some famous historic events from September 23rds of the past. Starting today in 1806, when after a three-year journey to the Pacific Northwest, the Lewis and Clark expedition returned to St. Louis. 40 years later, in 1846, German astronomer Johann Gottfried Galle discovered the planet Neptune. In 1889, video game giant Nintendo was founded in Kyoto, Japan, originally as a card and board game manufacturer. And lastly, in 1949, singer-songwriter Bruce Springsteen was born in the USA. So with that, I hope everyone has a great day, and more importantly, a better weekend. I am Patrick Laffin, and this is the Marketing Minutes Podcast. taking or refraining from any course of action. It is not intended to address the needs, circumstances, or investment objectives of any specific investor.